Big Finish for the love of stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast, release date Sunday the 28th of January 2024. You'll want my name and rank for the official record. I'm Nathan Spring, commander of the International Space Police Force, the Star Cops, if you will. I'm also, despite my best efforts to avoid the job, the coordinator of Moonbase. Also for the record, I want to state clearly that Inspector Colin Davis was one of my best officers. He could be irascible, disrespectful, generally a pain in the backside, but he was also a bloody good copper. You've got that. Good. Well, that was very good. Hello, a big hello to all of you. I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs, this uh-huh. is Big Finish, audiobooks, audio drama, and this podcast, you guessed it, all for the love of stories. In a few moments, Benji and I will be talking about theme tunes. Oh, he didn't know that, but we are. Ooh, after that, it'll be time for the Good Review Guy, reviewing the reviews of the 11th Doctor Chronicles, Geronimo! Hello! If you just used a plasma cutter... Then we go behind the scenes with the latest Star Cops release out this Tuesday the 30th of January based on the BBC sci-fi series featuring the original stars David Calder, Linda Newton and Trevor Cooper entitled Blood Moon One. I was killed yesterday. David Calder, um, Commander Nathan Spring. Well, following that, it's listeners' email sent to podcast at bigfinish.com packed with you, you, you and a bit of us, us, us. What? Also out this week, a top secret Torchwood freebie. I'll say no more, but it's great fun. Then it'll be time for the Randomoid Selectatron, delivering a random release with a 25% discount dutifully attached to it by Big Finish content manager Jackie Emery. Hooray for Jackie Emery! Yes, hey, hooray, 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 Currently, the release in question is beyond our ken. So here's a clip from the future. Who do we know in this time period? I love our Ken. And uh, finally, as always, we round off the podcast with a free 15-minute drama tease. And this week it's from Star Cops Blood Moon 1. I was killed yesterday by Andrew Smith. My goodness, were you? Not far now. Good. Is that bugger following us? What? There's another moon rover out there off to the left. Why would you think it's following us? I saw one earlier, not long after we left Moonbase. If that's the same one... I don't know about that. What I do know is Devro's outpost is dead ahead. Uh, that moon rover's probably nothing. Let's get inside from Mooch. I don't want to spread rumours about Andrew Smith killing people. It, or me, <laughs> in fact. I don't know whether I count as people. Uh, Listen, um, I wanted to say that with the sad death of veteran TV and film composer Laurie Johnson recently... Oh, yes. Fantastic. I started thinking about theme tunes. Firstly, let's have a look at his. The Avengers, The Professionals, The New Avengers. Jason King. I didn't realise he'd done Jason King. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. And I just wanted to mention What a Whopper, um, (laughs) which I... uh, What a whopper. I don't think <laughs> Which I've ever I just heard happened, that. It's a film that Laurie Johnson did the music for. And what it just happened whopper. to be on Talking Pictures TV the other day. And I, I saw that it was on. And I thought, what's that? And I think the one thing that made me record it so I could watch it later and skip through the commercials was that it's written by Terry Nation. Good grief. I'm just watching a bit of it now. They have the words, what a whopper, following a, 
a woman's bottom as she walks along. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> well and truly I, back in the day. Yeah, it's a Sir terrible... James, the, Clive the, Dunn. The, yeah, yeah. The ba- the basis of the story is that Adam Faith, who was a famous pop star and latterly an actor, um, he's... I can't believe I'm talking about this. Uh, he, and I can't remember, believe I remember it because I only watched about 20 minutes of the film and I thought this is a waste of my time. Um, never normally stops me. Uh, Adam Faith is going to be kicked out of his flat because he can't afford the rent. So he decides in order to make some money to fake some pictures of the Loch Ness Monster. So he gets a load of rubber rings and makes a, a monster head and puts it in the serpentine and, and releases smoke bombs to make it look misty and then takes photographs of it. And in the process, scares Spike Milligan away, who's a fisherman, a strange tramp of course, fisherman. Of course he is. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's absolutely terrible, but it's got great music by Laurie Johnson. Yeah. Theme tunes are so important. I mean, we use Laurie Johnson's theme to the Avengers, don't we, in our Avengers releases? Well, I think it's something, it's the great the great theme tune that's sort of been lost to time now because, you know, a lot of things tend to sound the same these days on, on television. Yes. I mean, They're I just slower now, aren't they? Slower and, and very generic and very safe. Whereas before, you know, the theme tune was very much the identity of the, the programme. I mean, I found it very uh, refreshing, actually, bizarrely. Um, they brought back Gladiators on BBC One which did oh, tremendously well. It did. It got the most fantastic rating of, like, I think it was 8 million people. Um, mm. But what was lovely about that, and I have to say, rather guiltily, is I really enjoyed it, um, is that it had the original music, the, the, the famous 90s gladiator theme. And, and it made me realise just then, I thought, God, this is what it was about. You know, when you have the music coming in and you remember it. It's been stuck in my head ever since. Like, shows had a real identity, Whereas they don't really have that anymore in the same way. No, you're right. I think I think Doctor Who is one of the last ones because it's got a an energetic theme tune and it still does. You know, the new I wondered when Doctor Who was reinvented again whether they would go for that. You know, all theme tunes now, like the crown and everything, they seem to blossom. Things are blossoming very slowly. Things unfold and it's all intriguing. Whereas Doctor Who is Doctor Who, Doctor Who, yeah, Doctor yeah. Who, straight in your face. Whiz, bang, wallop. And I love that. I love that. And I think a few more television programmes should do that. Perhaps Just we should have a listen to the it. Avengers theme tune. Yeah. Oh, I think so. There it is, available at Big Finish. Just type Avengers into the search pane at the top and you will find John Steed and Emma Peel and Tara King and even a little bit of Kathy Gale. Well, if that means anything to you. Well, it means it's getting windy. 
Um, right then, so now it's time for the Good Review Guide, finding the latest positive comments about Big Finish Productions to help recommend them for you. And as promised this week, we're looking at the 11th Doctor Chronicles, Geronimo! From Big Finish Productions. Uh, hi? Hello! Have you just used a plasma cutter? How did you know I was Excellent. Using... I'm going to assume from your general look of surprise that's a yes. Can I borrow it? Sorry, what? Who are you? I'm the Doctor, and this is a bomb. Doctor Who, the 11th Doctor Chronicles, Geronimo. Welcome aboard, Valerie. This is Earth! Oh, you bet it's Earth. <laughs> Venice in the 18th century. His name is Captain Tomasi, and he has made his desires in this matter quite clear. I am to die before the clocks strike midnight. You've met him? Oh, yeah. Tried to convince me to kill Lady Secure. What did you say? Oh, you know. Hi, Captain Stranger. I'd love to murder a woman I'd never met for you. I'm such a big old psychopath. What do you think I said? Uh, no. Obviously no. Two hearts? He's a Time Lord. I thought they were all dead. They will be if you don't help him. Get the door closed! Gathering the mechanism! Luna! What the... Where did it go? What was that thing? She's about to be obliterated with a very loud bang. Any chance we could not explode? Oh yeah, we'll be not exploding all the way till boom time! That's not what I meant! You need to understand, if you do anything that endangers my ship or crew, we are going to have a very serious problem. Likewise, Captain. Which should worry you, because right now my crew is over there dying, and you're standing in my way. Big finish for the love of stories. I found a doctor. I found Clara Oswald. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Geronimo into the search pane at the top to find this one. And let's face it, I mean, you know, you've always wanted to do that one, haven't you? Let's, let's, you know, I could see you there looking at your keyboard thinking, shall I? Oh, go on Geronimo, then. I mean, yeah. yeah. Why not? I would just like to say that there's a record number of reviews here. And I just don't know. I'm trying to piece together the evidence. Like, Geronimo was produced by Alfie Shaw. And it's also Alfie Shaw's job to source the reviews from the internet. And I just wonder whether there's any connection between <laughs> that and the fact that there's... I mean, this is by far, like, there's 75% more reviews than there normally are. I don't know. Do you think it's got anything to do with it? <laughs> I mean, you know, man's got to promote his own stuff, hasn't he? Quite Come on, right. And, you know. and it is brilliant, and I can say there's that. three pages I directed worth. Good, it. Good, <laughs> good grief. A stegosaurus. There are three pages of reviews. Yeah, yeah. Blimey, blimey. Strap in, folks. Yeah, get ready for it. Get ready for it. Thanks, Alfie. Well, we made this network.com. Ben Greenland says uh, each episode also has a particular standout moment for the Doctor's character, and Dubman absolutely sells it, and the accompanying music is peak. Um, Overall, a genuinely fantastic box set, fitting for the start of Dubman's last hurrah and finest offering from the Chronicles range yet, in no small part of Alfie Shaw's direction for the series and quality opening script. Here's to the next one, Geronimo. Geronimo! I would just say, you know, after slightly taking the mickey out of poor Alfie there, uh, I would like to say publicly, and, you know, I've said this to Alfie and Jake Dubman and Safia Ingar, that I think that what they've done here is tremendous. Oh, they're Uh, fantastic. They're all a very charismatic bunch as well. Yeah, but absolutely. And But the scripts and the script editing, what Alfie has done to pull it all together 
you know, it's been no mean feat. And I think he's done absolutely beautiful work. I think, you know, it's not for nothing that we put a big advert on the back of Doctor Who magazine with all the review quotes on. Um, because it's, um, you know, and also it, some people find it difficult because it's not Matt Smith. But yes, of you course. just won't know it's not Matt no. Smith because Jacob Dudman's voice is just, he's really studied it and has a great affinity for it. And, and it was such fun to work on as well. We had so much fun doing it. Uh, you know, I'm only sorry that I hadn't been able to do the, the latter ones because of commitments to other ranges. But, you know, as I keep saying, one has to spread the love around. You can't, you know. It's very true. You can't be um, possessive about these ranges. IndieMacUser.co.uk, Jacob Licklider, one of our favourite um, returning reviewers. The 11th Doctor Chronicles, Geronimo, did it. It made me fall in love with a release headlined by a personal least favourite Doctor, I.I. Jacob Dudman and Safia Ingar are brilliant and get equal chance to shine and develop their characters in their own way each episode brings drama and interesting science fiction concepts very true and the entire series is set up perfectly if you were to purchase one run of this range make it this one and bring on the next three box sets so we can see the heights this series can reach nine out of ten. Oh yeah and it just gets better and better uh Safa's valerie is so charismatic charisma so brilliant in the role they are amazing and uh saf and jacob just work so well together a real proper team it's lovely stuff this it's kind of like the um the pinnacle of what we aim for at big finish to create new stuff like this and for it to really take on uh, a life of its own am i making up for uh, i think so i think being, so being rotten to the lovely I think, yeah, Alfie? <laughs> of course you are of course oh there's Ooh. also a lovely video online where Alfie, Saf and Jacob do a sort of quiz about these stories and it's so funny. They're, they're really funny. It's, they know it's their worth, stuff. Yeah. It's, well, no, they don't. That's the funny ah, thing. Ah, they don't. They, they've just recorded the stories and they can't remember anything about them. Uh, um, but anyway, have, have you see, a, a but watch. You, 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 say, you say that, but then, I mean, when I've been in the studio with them, there, there is a lot of um, back and forth of, of between things saying, yeah, but in that scene, we did this in that previous box set. So I think deep down... That's true. They're very they concerned about things like that. Yes, but I think that... I have in to this be case, fair, they weren't Al concentrated. Alfie's questions were very obscure. <laughs> well, time is short. We've got to continue. WhoReview.com. Yes. I have to be honest, given that the Eleven Doctor is one of my least favourite Doctors, oh, sacrilege, and oh, that this it. is a recast similar than Matt Smith returning to the role... Geronimo uh, was one of my least anticipated box sets of 2022. By the end of The Inheritance, however, my mind had been completely changed. Jacob Dudman and Safia Ingar make an excellent pairing, giving us one of the most compelling Doctor-Companion relationships Big Finish have ever created. Uh, whilst each of the writers of the set crafts an era-authentic story that takes the 11th Doctor to an exciting new direction. After this, I'm very much looking forward to hearing the Doctor and Valerie hearing where the Doctor and Valerie go next and that's four stars the old stub toe recommendation yep. there <laughs> Sugar. I remember I remember at one point because there, there's a great uniformity of the Doctor's um, uh, style of speaking uh, and uh, I remember at one point one of the other scripts that wasn't written by Alfie I turned around to Alfie and I just said this is you isn't it <laughs> kind of went, mm. I said, yeah, it is. I said, because it's brilliant and it works really well. The Doctor Who Companion.com, Andrew Sire says, overall, 
Over on Beautifully Earth. done there. I could just see the, the, the submarine. Dive, dive, dive. <laughs> Overall Geronimo. That's interesting. Overall Geronimo is a perfect release starting point for anybody who wishes to try out an 11th Doctor Who audio release. Despite not being a huge fan of this era, there's so many people saying they don't like the 11th Doctor. I can't believe it. I love the 11th Doctor. Uh, the serialised nature works out well for Series 7. A sharp contrast with the TV episodes. Oh, bitchy. I oh, say. It's well, incredible, isn't it? They did, what is I, it about? I think it it's just one of those. Other thing? I think it was a quite a long, a long era. So I think maybe people... I don't know. I think it, I always look at it at, at different sections. Like I always think that there are different parts of it. It moved on. Yeah. It, there are different bits. You can similar to Tom Baker's tenure as the Doctor. You know, everybody oh, has definitely. their favourite section of that. Um, but I mean, I, Matt was always outstanding, wasn't he? I could never uh, wait to get back to what the Doctor was doing. That to me is always the test of a great Doctor. One, of, you know, who's more one of my favourites. I can't wait to get back to find out what they're up to. I think it's impossible not to look at Matt Smith, especially when he first came in. It's impossible not to look at him and think that guy is a star. He has an aura about him, you know. And he's tremendous um, in the part. Absolutely tremendous. Well, it, to an extent, he made it his own. I mean, he really channeled some. He channeled interesting stuff, you know, a bit of that Troughton-esque element of it. But he really made it his own and really owned it and i think he was so good for the brand you know i remember yes. that that great i really really stands out in my mind i remember when they went to america um the whole team early on and it was like a rock star you know it's like it's like when the you know yeah. the, the beatles or the stones heading out over it, it felt like rock star territory there and i just think you know really great amb ambassador for the brand and and one of those people it's impossible not to look at him and say that's Doctor Who because he is—he does have a Doctor Who quality about him. He, he does, is Doctor Who. He? he is Doctor I Who. I remember a fantastic thing he did at the Albert Hall at one of the concerts where uh, we had some pre-recorded video of him to play in, and it wasn't quite clear whether he'd turn up or not. And then suddenly, uh, in the performance, a sort of uh, um, a hatchway opened in the set, and he suddenly came through it. Oh, wow. And he, he did all this thing of climbing around in the audience and helping children and, you know, and he was just, and I thought, this is glorious. What a fantastic doctor. Amazing. Actually, backstage, that's when he met my son as well. We've got a shot of him putting his hand on Ben's head. <laughs> ben was so painfully shy as the, as the tiddler, you know, and was really confused by actually meeting the real The doctor real Doctor Who, Who you know? yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing him at Glastonbury Festival. On stage with Orbital. Orbital, thinking, yeah. <laughs> Damn, this is cool. Um, where are we? It's uh, Ezekiel Thorpe. Let's hear yeah. what you say. We are cult.rocks. Uh, Geronimo is a bold and unique set setting out a new era of Doctor Who on audio. It's a strong start and definitely establishes the 11th Doctor's new era as something that's going to be very interesting to listen to. With three more box sets in the range to come, this is already shaping up to be a fitting swan song for Dudman's time at Big Finish. Yeah, and what a sad thing that Jacob's decided to go. It's such a sad thing. It's really, but you know, each to their own. And he, he, you know, just, he's always going to do all right, isn't he? Really, let's be. Let's oh be yeah, he's a brilliant he's actor, and, I, and right. I just think you know, he just didn't want to sort of be uh, stuck doing this all the time. But such a shame. I, w I would love him to carry on. Such brilliant guy, brilliant actor. 
Uh, this is on social media at Julia's Fan Art. Geronimo was amazing. Uh, people just love starting the reviews with Geronimo exclamation mark, don't they? I love that finally there is a story arc and a new companion. It feels like a brand new season. It is. PJ Campbell, uh, the new Big Finish series Geronimo is positively fantastic and a great addition to the 11th Doctor story. Jacob Dubman's 11 is so fun and Safia Ingar's Valerie Lockwood is such a welcome addition to the pantheon of great companions. Can't wait for the next set. At Joan of Arc. Uh, it's Joan of finally... Orc. Joan of Orc. Oh, sorry. You're absolutely right. I was going to make a joke about it being a bit toasty, but it's not right. <laughs> uh, finally finished the Geronimo 11th Doctor set from At Big Finish with the awesome Jacob Dudman. And cool as strawberry jelly, Safia Ingard today. And I loved all three stories. I hope Georgia and Rachana both return to write more Doc and Valerie. Grantos Fandango. Uh, the title <laughs> says it all. A fantastic audio drama for Jacob Dudman and Safi Ingar. Gripping first story. You can easily visualise this adventure as you listen. Big finished. I tip my hat to you once more. Geronimo. You know, we were struggling to find a title for the box set and then uh, uh, Alfie came up with Geronimo, which is so perfect for ways that you won't understand until you listen to the box set. And I won't give that away. <laughs> uh, not for the obvious reason. But my favourite bit of a wind-up was that when he suggested it, I told him that it was cultural appropriation because of uh, uh, Native Americans. And, and his poor face dropped. But we looked into the etymology of it and it's, it, it's I think, perfectly allowable. Uh, at Doctor underscore 909 a really good set uh, love having this series structure for 11 at Jacob Dublin and Safia Ingar have a wonderful chemistry they absolutely do and make a great TARDIS team the stories are good and era authentic can't wait to hear more in Feb and I bet you did Brand 260 can't say I expected to be crying this today while I was in the gym but hey ho here we are Jacob Dublin Safia Ingar I've lost my place <laughs> Page four of nine. Thank you. Uh, at Green Lantern 44, Jacob Dudman's swan song as the 11th Doctor from Matt Big Finish is starting with a bang in more ways than one. This has managed to encapsulate, which I can't read apparently, what I loved about this era. And oh man, I can't wait for these mysteri mysteries to unfold. Uh, reading there by Nick Briggs with a problem in his brain. <laughs> Mad Mania box set four. I never had much interest in Doctor Who Chronicles range, but seriously, buying Geronimo was such a good idea. Yes. Series 7.5 could be the best of the 11th Doctor if they keep up this pace. If you're a fan of 11 like myself, get this set. In capitals. Yeah, this could be the turning point, I think. This is when everyone's going to realise how brilliant these are. Uh, this is the new Series 7B, and I love it, says uh, at Triple... Trilby. 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 Thank you. Trilby Reviews. Hello, Trilby Reviews. Just tip my hat to that one. Chin Chin. Meddling Idiot says, I just listened to Geronimo <laughs> again, and guys, Safi Ingar, new companion Valerie, is one of the best we've had in a while. Big Finish gives us some of the best companions in the series. They are not talked about nearly enough. Oh, let's talk about them more. At FTWCK04, catchy name. I absolutely love this. I grew up watching Eleven, so it's nice to have a whole brand new series set in his era. Alternate 13th says, saw some praise for it on the TL, and yeah, it effing deserves it. 
Geronimo is a brilliant set. I've just received an email from Jamie Robertson. Um, oh. One of the best this year. Dudman has 11 down to a T, and Safi Ingar absolutely smashes it as Valerie. Such a likeable companion and one with depth, even just three episodes in. Yeah, the Valerie starts with depth. Um, at the GD256, I cannot express how amazing Geronimo was. Everyone's using rude words to describe it. They're getting really carried away. Everyone in that was amazing. Safia Ingar is amazing. Writers are amazing. Literally everything is amazing. So, yeah, I recommend it. <laughs> Well, J- J.M. Well, no, J. McDonald, nineteen ninety-eight, could be Jim oh. McDonald from Coronation Street. Who knows? Just finished my <laughs> re-listen to Geronimo, and my God, it absolutely is one of the best things Big Finish has produced this year. Ten out of ten would recommend getting it, even if you are unsure. Oh. Uh, at MFBL in a blue blog, uh, this is probably my favourite box set from big finish in recent memory and i'm very very excited to see where the rest of the series goes with the future geronimo sets go because if this is the quality they're putting out i I, did i read that correctly it didn't make any sense but we got the gist uh bf can take my money and my soul (laughs) well you know i think reading those it justifies what Alfie did because I think Alfie thought there are just so many good reviews there's so much enthusiasm out there it is worth quoting them all and that three pages of script was well worth it I salute you Alfie Shaw next week we'll be reviewing the reviews of Doctor Who the third Doctor Adventures Kaleidoscope (laughs) hey here we go (laughs) it's back baby there are probably not so many of those obviously because it wasn't produced by Alfie Shaw (laughs) (laughs) perhaps I'll find some more reviews and add them in just going to be getting loads of loads of ones under pseudonyms aren't we (laughs) yes yes this was absolutely brilliant Brickler Sneaks Well, coming up soon, listeners' emails and their Animoid Selectatron. But first... It won't be easy for the Star Cops to solve their latest case. If you got that joke, you're as sad as me. Let's find out all about Blood Moon. I'm Helen Goldwyn, and I am the director of Star Cops. Who are you? Who are we speaking to? I am... I... I am... Olivier Devereaux. Professor Devereaux? So the old team is back again. We have Linda and David and Trevor back playing their original characters from the TV show. And obviously we've done a lot of episodes together now. And so we know each other really well. And I feel like we've really relaxed into a good kind of familial dynamic. And everybody's really thrilled to see each other. And and obviously the three leads have such a fantastic dynamic together. I mean, it's very rare that I have to direct anything that they're in uh, because they know these characters so well Um, and in this first episode of series seven it's quite an intriguing premise because there is a, a murder and this is the case that the team are investigating but on this occasion they are assisted in these the investigation by the murder victim himself because he has downloaded you know, his memories and his personality and his beliefs and thoughts into a, a an AI construct. And so, although there are some bits missing, it's not entirely human, but there are lots of ways in which uh, this AI version of the murder victim can help with the investigation. My name is Andrew Smith. I'm the writer of 
episode 7.1, I was killed yesterday, and I'm one of the script editors on Star Cops. For this episode, approaching what we're going to do across 7 and 8, we had an arc that we wanted to cover. I had to think specifically what I was going to do with this one. And very early on, I had this idea of investigating a murder where the murder victim would actually help with investigating that murder through artificial intelligence. And so that, that's really where that, that started. And I like the idea as well, and we'd go back to the idea we planted in a very first audio episode that the Star Cops actually have jurisdiction on spaceports on Earth. I just found that a very engaging idea. And when I was approaching the storyline, I, t- I t- tried different approaches to that. I must know who killed me. Are you talking to me? You are the only other person here. I'm the only actual person. You're not a person. Computer, seal corridor 20. What is a person if not their thoughts and memories? A body, usually. The body is not the person. When Devro starts speaking through Box with Nathan's voice, it, that initially it's quite stilted. And that is meant to be Devro, the person I'm getting used to using Box to speak. And initially that went on, might even have been throughout the whole episode, there was a degree of stiltedness. I think the difficulty with it was just making it a separate personality and regarding how, how it would sound as well and, and helping with the dialogue to, to differentiate when, when it's uh, the Devereux personality and then the difference between the, the box artificial intelligence and then the Devereux that speaks through the wireframe head in the later scenes, which is more the actual personality speaking through and the actual voice speaking through the head. David called um, Commander Nathan Spring. Finding those complexities, you know, the going from a human to machine and then to a human machine. Well, one of the things, of course, it does is to throw up the questions which is on people's minds at the moment, which is how far do we go with AI and what does it really mean? I mean, in this story, uh, the AI is not sinister in any way, but the world around it and uh, that uh, that wants to get into AI is sinister and seeing all the potential for exploitations and everything else and and part of that idea is that a whole personality can be as it were entrapped within a machine uh, to the point where you can't see uh, the difference between machine and man. I'm Linda Newton and I play Chief Superintendent Pal Kenzie. Kenzie really respects Nathan, his abilities, his experience and he didn't always feel the same about her. Um, he was very reluctant, possibly with good reason, to take her on. But now they've been through so much together. They've worked out so much. They've saved each other's lives. You know, they've, they've put themselves on the line. So they have a lot of affection and a lot of trust and a lot of rapport. She's sometimes not as respectful as possibly she should be to her superior. And he can't change her. So we have our two kind of newer members of the team, but obviously Paul has been with the Star Cops since the beginning of our audio series, so he's a well-established member of the team. And joining him now we have Alice Okoro, uh, played by Lindsay Murrell, who has come from a security guard background or an army background, and she's now kind of learning the ropes of being in the ISPF. And, uh, and sort of learning how to kind of fit into that very tight-knit core group of, of uh, officers. And uh, she's managing pretty well. She's got the measure of them all now, I think. And there seems to be a really nice 
connection in particular between her and Davis. So that's really nice to watch that emerge. Hi, I'm Lindsay Morrell and I play Alice Okoro. What's it like being a cop out here? <laughs> I thought I was the one asking the questions. It's good. It's different. I like it. Yeah, so Alice is officially a star cop now and early days of her job and she's already in the exciting investigations that they're involved with. I think she starts off with, you know, small tasks, background research to support the the cases that they're working on. Um, but she very, very quickly ends up on a, a big investigation, um, which I'm sure she's very excited about, which does turn slightly challenging and sour for her. But um, I think she's very focused. She seems very focused, very into the job, a great support. I think she's slotted in really nicely with the, the team. Hello, my name's Trevor Cooper and I play Colin Davis. Is this the Star Cops office? It is. And you don't just come swarming in here without knocking. Who are you? Sophie Gibson. I'm with Luna Logistics. Got a delivery for you, stationery. Can I put it somewhere? Oh, yeah, you can put it somewhere, all right. He's his usually irascible self, but th this probably is the most personal. These, these next few episodes are the most personal it gets with Davis. You find out a little bit more about him. So it's good. It's nice to have, you know, to, to, to have Davis playing something a bit different. It's a little bit emotional now and again. And he has to show slightly different sides of his character, which is great. Just go to bigfinish.com and type blood into the search pane at the top to find this one out on Tuesday, the 30th of January. But right now, it's time for... Listener's email. That's right, and you don't need to type in blood to send an email. Please don't. That's actually very frightening. Um, but if you do, you just type in podcast.bigfinish.com, uh, type that one in, send it in, and we'll read it out. And that's just what we did with Anthony Zahetna with the yeah. subject Dalek Death Ray Iced Lolly. Um, hi, Nick and Benji. I hope you are recovering well, Nick. I am. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm perfectly all right now. It is a miracle how they can do all that stuff to your body and you know i've got four holes not five i made that up uh in me and it it's just nothing i'm you look fine. good you're good color you're a good color yeah, you know? yeah. yeah well i can, uh, I can see through weird, the holes though. i mean i can see the curtain behind you through your ribcage <laughs> but apart from that it's fine you know um yeah, it's just, i mean it's amazing though isn't it i'm so well the body is and, an incredible uh, thing and, uh, yeah i don't know what i mentioned this <laughs> I don't know when I mentioned this last week. I think I did. I just want to mention it for your benefit, Benji, because you weren't here. Uh, that Jamie Anderson said to me, he said, you've got a brilliant cheesy glow about you because I'm just eating so much cheese now to make, make up. Why not, though? Make up for the fact that I haven't been able to eat it for goodness knows how many years. So when you next see me, folks, if you know I ever turn up to a convention again, which is quite likely I won't... Um, uh, they'll they'll have to have some they'll have to make a special entrance for me to get through <laughs> because, because I'll just be so wide. Your great return and people say, "What happened to Nick?" and you're just sort of yellow. <laughs> <laughs> what if I had the complexion of Stilton? That'd be, oh, that'd be that'd really be, weird. That'd be oh, that'd be horrible. That would. No, I could no, just no. get my name changed to Stilton. 
You, or we take a left field approach and you're just this sort of mound of goat's cheese sort of dripping off the chair onto the floor. I'm not um, I'm not doing the goat's cheese. I was only doing that as a health kick. Yeah, uh, the, you real, know, the real McCoy. Have yourself was, a lasagna with extra cheese. Oh. Just pile it on. Wookie hole cheddar, that's what I've been having. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> as discussed last week. Oh dear. Well, attached here from yes. uh, Anthony is what 20p could buy you in the 1970s, including oh, Wall's chocolate and mint flavour Dalek's Death Ray Iced yes. Lolly. Yes. Um, special shout out here to Funny Faces. Um, hey, hey, hey. Uh, not sure why they chose that flavour and the colours. The Dalek looks a bit like an Ironside one, although I was wondering if you ever had one, Nick. And of if course I here, did. I had loads of them. Fanta- There's funny faces and da- old oh, Dairy Maid. Dairy Maid. Yep. Just walls to have all the good ideas. <laughs> funny faces. Hey, hey, hey. hey, hey. Haunted House. I don't remember Haunted House. I remember the Count Dracula's secret. Dalek's death ray. Chocolate and mint flavour iced lolly. Yeah. The What's world has really Kong? really gone backwards, hasn't it? We've lost all this great stuff. Oh, I'm feeling... Oh, I remember the Dairy Maid one, and I remember Funny Faces, yeah. Haunted House, no. Do you remember, mm. Nick, when we were at a convention Young. somewhere, <laughs> and we were walking around, and on the floor we just picked up uh, a card from a Weetabix pack that had Bilal on it. And yeah. we were just like, what What are the chances of, you know, the two Death the Daleks fanatics finding that? Very weird. Did I put it in my wallet? I think you did. Is it still there? Hmm. I'm here! Help me! <laughs> that wallet leads to death! <laughs> <laughs> you have four pounds in here! Oh, no, I can tell you now, my wife has been clearing out my oh, wallet. Oh, no! So, so, yeah, there's no, there's no Bilal. But that she was left gone. in the photograph of my late mother and father, which is awfully nice of her. Aww. Oh, and a little photograph of Ben when he was little. Oh, there, there he is. But no Bilal. No Bilal, no. Oh, well, yeah. that's one one Bilal card in the bin, never to be seen again. Got some cash, though. Hard, <laughs> cold, hard Dental cash. appointments. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm fascinated myself. <sighs> well, that email's from Anthony Zahetna. Kind regards, it says. And kind regards to you as well. Yes. Very kind. Uh, Okay, what do we got here? This is from Phil Johnson. Uh, There's no subject, but the email begins, Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good tidings, good grief, goody goody gumdrops, etc. Goodness. (sighs) Loch Ness. Um, This is uh, a reflection of the old Benji and Nick podcast. Good old days, days, eh? Hi, Nick. Hi, Benji. I hope you both had a good new year and all set for whatever 2024 throws in your direction. I was going to say face. (laughs) (laughs) Custard pie. (laughs) Yes, 2024 is officially a custard pie of a year. Having spent some time in hospital over the past few weeks, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, I've had the chance to revisit some of the older releases from days gone by. I'm returning to good health now, by the way. Good to hear. As, as you know, I know only too well what a pain in the neck being in hospital is. Whilst being looked after, I took time out to listen to the rather brilliant H.G. Wells set you released a while back, which I have to say I thoroughly enjoyed. 
thank you. For some reason, they passed me by the first time around, probably because they're not Doctor Who, mate. Uh, so I was very curious to listen to your presentations of the stories. The casting and production throughout all of them was an absolute delight and showcases how versatile you chaps at Big Finish can be! Exclamation mark. The adaptation of First Men in the Moon was a particular highlight for me, and it got me thinking... Have you ever considered adapting some other classics, such as Jules Verne's Journey to the Centre of the Earth, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, or Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's Wonderful Lost World, a personal favourite of mine, for one of a few examples? Uh, yes, it has. I'd also like to point out that uh, <laughs> uh, The Martian Invasion of Earth, which was our version of uh, War of the Worlds, won an award mm-hmm. for Best uh, Audio Drama at the Audis. A very proud moment for me because I wrote and directed it and actually I don't think I even knew it had been submitted for an award or at least I'd forgotten when I got told. So that was lovely. <laughs> anyway, that's me talking about how brilliant I am, so I apologise. I've always loved it when you do something outside of the Hooniverse. I think that's the new term for it. Prisoner, Human Frontier, Callan, the simply stunning Dracula trilogy, etc. are just some of the fabulously produced sets from yesteryear. I would like to mention, folks... Uh, the Human Frontier. I know it keeps getting pushed back in the schedules. That's my Big Finish original. Uh, the the second uh, box set of it is not going to be coming out now until 2025, I believe. So I'd like to take this opportunity to apologise for the delay. Lots of other things have got in the way. You know, lots of big Doctor Who things that I've been involved in. And they have to be our primary concern because they're bigger sellers. But can't wait. I'm chomping at the bit to get on with the Human Frontier too. So... Um, Continuing apologies for that. I hope you can forgive me. Uh, Phil goes on. I really hope you will continue to visit these other realms and avenues. So going forward, uh, are there any other shows, books, characters you would like to adapt given the opportunity? I would love a Modesty Blaze or Return of the Saint release. Benji, how much fun could you have reimagining that brilliant theme tune? So true. So true. I mean, that and also The Saint, quite frankly, would yeah. be fantastic as well. Edwin Astley, of course. We should have mentioned in our chat about Another great theme tune, isn't it? Yeah. Well, but just Edwin Astley generally did, you know, Randall and Hopkirk and Department S. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant themes. I think he might have also done uh, Gideon's Way, but let me not bore you anymore. Uh, Modesty Blaze, we've certainly talked about that in the past and The Saints, but there are all sorts of rights issues. But you never know. Uh, which leads me to one other question. What has happened to the crew of Moonbase Alpha? It seems an eternity since the last release. A year ago, possibly. Will we be getting any more? Or have they drifted beyond our reach? It's so good. Um, the wait between release is torturous. I have to tell you, that's that's the end of the line for um, Space 1999 for us for the, for the moment. Um, so we really should blow a trumpet about that and um, maybe do a, a, a special re-release or something. Yeah, sad, sad but true. Sad, great, great range, great range. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. it is what it is, unfortunately. Yes. All good things come to an end, but what a way to go out as well. Absolutely, but we're just heading off into the great blue yonder. Anyway, thanks for taking the time to read this out. My very best to you both, and keep up the great work, Phil Johnson. We've got one more here from Matt Mayhew. The subject oh, of this is, yeah. and such, Stephen's question. Oh, yes. Now, you weren't aware of this. I Read the email and see if it makes sense to you. Okay. In the latest of oh, Benjamin, in the latest podcast, Stephen that Stephen Noonan noted that the younger generations use and such instead of etc. or its abbreviation ETC. Um, whilst I'm not sure when exactly this happened, I have a feeling I know the potential cause, as it might be related to writing information 
for the web. Oh. Uh, as part of my job, I sometimes public, publish information and statistical analysis online, and there is a style guide around some of the language used. Some of this relates to not using Latin abbreviations in our writing. This usually involves writing, for example, instead of EG, and that is, or IE. So using and such is part of this. We have a duty to make our website accessible to the public and writing in a clear and concise manner to relay information as part of this. We were given some evidence why we should do this um, as part of it was around the average reading age of our users with the average reading age of the UK being nine years old. I hope that helps answer in part Stephen's query. Anyway, looking forward to the Fugitive of the Daleks and having a full adventure with an older Vicky. The tantalising glimpses in the Season 2 collection trailer and in Tales of the TARDIS have intrigued me about the life she has lived. Thanks, Matt, as such. <laughs> yeah, so so I've, got, I've got my own theory on this one. Hmm. Just a uh, younger generation, we were taught at school... When writing essays and stuff, you know, obviously cer certain ways in which to say say things. A lot of it comes down to word count anyway. So if you say etc., it's one word. Whereas if you say as such, uh, it's two words. So you're going to say as such instead of etc. to increase your word count. Oh. And like, things like that catch on. It's like, um, you know, as I've said before, it's like when a teacher told me to say H instead of H. Uh, and I spent half my life. I still think when I think of when I think of the the you know it's H the letter. in my H. head, I say H, and it annoys me because it's technically incorrect. Uh, um, the word is H. Um, as such, yeah, interesting, etc., etc. Et but yeah, also, as such, as also I think, do, do people and, not and say, such, not as such, and such, and such. I mean, also, it's I don't weird. think I say etc. just because it makes me think of the king and I. So I tend not to say etc. 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 So I tend not to say it as much, you know. That and you feel like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't ever say etc. I usually say and all that. And all that, or yeah, and all that, and all, you that, know, that you know. all that stuff. As such, I mean, yeah, I don't know. But that's interesting. That yeah, because you know, younger generations spend a lot of time on the web and have since their formative years. So they would have, yeah. Doesn't stop people saying was instead of were, though, does it? That's <laughs> that's the big one for me. Yeah. So. Oh, Grinds my gears, that does. But it is strange how language changes, and some of the changes are really good, and some of them uh, kind of um, Not make meaning less clear. And I'm all for things changing that clarify things, but when it, when it makes, you know, makes it less clear, it seems odd to me. But there's no rules to this. It's just the way these things go. And um, It's all made up, isn't it? All made, it's all up, made nonsense. up I'm going to make up my own language uh, that's it for the emails this week keep them coming we love them that was in English sorry sorry I thought you were speaking in Brixonian <laughs> uh, remember there's a tease of Star Cops Blood Moon coming oh, up yeah. at the end of the podcast before we move on just a reminder that there'll be a special tortured freebie coming up this week. What will it be? Ooh, keep your eyes peeled on the Big Finish social media accounts or at bigfinish.com for more exciting news. Meanwhile, it's the Random Point Selectatron where we randomly select a Big Finish release and offer you a 25% discount on it. That's right, we're here with the justice of Jalaxar. Jalaxar? Yeah. Jalaxar. Really? 
J-A-L-X-A-R, Jalaxar. Is that a Tom Baker one, by the way? Yes, it's uh, Tom Baker and Mary Tam, written by John Donnie, starring Christopher Benjamin and Trevor Baxter. Jalaxar. I think, how do you spell it? I thought... J-A-L-X-A-R. Jalxar. That's how we pronounced it. Jalxar. Well, I mean, you can't... Come on. Did I direct this? No, it was Ken Penley. Anyway, I was there for the recording. I remember now. Yeah. It was lovely to get Trevor Baxter and Christopher Benjamin... Christopher Benjamin in uh, there with um, Tom Baker. There's that lovely picture of them. That was many, yeah. many years ago. It was 2011 we recorded that. Wow. Time flies. Jalksar. Who was in it? Uh, Adrian Lucas. Yeah. Ben I think Bishop. I gave Adrian a lift to the station afterwards. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. The Fourth Doctor Adventures. Doctor Who. The Justice of Jalxar. Who do we know in this time period? Uh, you'd be surprised. Romana. Uh, I think I know just the men. Stab me vitals! That's impossible! Oh, as I live and breathe! Professor George Lightfoot and Henry Gordon Jago. I wondered if I could trouble you two for the merest jot of your time. I would have thought you'd have developed the internal combustion engine by now, rather than being reliant on livestock. Still, if you insist. (laughs) Whoever your killer is, I think he spent the last month taking the law into his own hands. I see. Like a murderous version of the pugilist. Yes, exactly. The who? What in the name of? Whereas I enjoy doing this. Ah! Tell me God was coming for you, Mr. Stump. Pompous Holtz, the pugilist. You this man for the rest of your life, do you? We've got a better chance of escape if we work together. What do you say? Oh, I... What in the name of hell is that? Where is Stump? No, keep it away from me! Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com It's a lovely cover as well, isn't it? It is a lovely cover. Very, very cool. Alex Mallinson. There you go. Safe pair of hands there. Safe pair of hands. Always good. Good. Always good. Good old Alex. They called him the pugilist, is how the storyline begins. And that's where we leave it, folks. (laughs) (laughs) you <laughs> <laughs> can make, make up your own assumptions of the rest yeah. of it go on the way you've got to go on the website to, to find it and read it so, yourself you make a very constructive point Benji uh, while I email Jackie Emery by the way she's the content manager at Big Finish and I'm going to inform her of our random selection so she can set the offer live on the Big Finish website Benji can you explain how listeners can get this discount in the style of a star cop <laughs> how can i do that's that just, <laughs> just 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 a space helmet like just <laughs> just you can't hear it how was that could you yeah, brilliant yeah, that was perfect explanation yeah well yeah <laughs> yeah it's impossible do what you like instead it is i, I mean you know 
I did I did do a recording session of Star Cops once, which was really good fun. Uh, yeah, so you bigfinish.com once you go to the podcast page when uh, when you're on the podcast page, just enter you click read more. Uh, once you're on there, just enter the code and you'll get your discount. It's as simple as that. Yeah, well, quite. No, you enter the code Buckup. That's B-U-C-K-U-P. Enter that on the page uh, and you will get your discount. The last podcast here was called Dalek Thunder Roy. And it says under there, quite clearly, it says the Randomoid Selectron also features offering you a 25% reduction on the selected price. Just click here and enter the code Buckup. So if you do that, that's where you get a discount. That's all right. Yeah, that's f- yeah. fair dues. Fair yeah, dues. Yeah, nice yeah, one, Ram. Yeah, nice yeah. one. It's a lovely release, that. Lovely bit of work. Yes. Um, at this stage, it looks like next week's podcast will feature the 11th Doctor, oh. much talked of here with uh, yes. Jacob Dudman. And there'll be some Rutans and Sontans around, but not necessarily at the same time. In the meantime, though, it only remains for me to say that this edition of the Big Finish podcast was presented by me, Benji Clifford, and him, Nick Briggs. And Nick also wrote produced and edited it oh i'm just thinking i might have some cheese for lunch <laughs> and of course benji and i did this for the, the love, love of stories cheese. stories and cheese Sorry. i was going to say for the love of cheese <laughs> you like cheese and stories there we mm, go what a beautiful mixture and finally on the big finish podcast star cops blood moon one i was killed yesterday by andrew smith You'll want my name and rank for the official record. I'm Nathan Spring, commander of the International Space Police Force. The Star Cops, if you will. I'm also, despite my best efforts to avoid the job, the coordinator of Moonbase. Also for the record, I want to state clearly that Inspector Colin Davis was one of my best officers. He could be irascible, disrespectful, generally a pain in the backside, but he was also a bloody good copper. You've got that. Good. Keep it in mind. Right. Now that said, where do I begin? Well, I suppose with the Devro affair. And that began with a message from Kuru Spaceport. I remember it well. It's not every day your breakfast is interrupted by a call to say there's been a murder. computer system was updated. Hey Alice, you're a star cop now, so it's your computer system too. Live with it. At Wolf International we had the latest hardware and operating systems. Your boss was a multi-millionaire with a sideline in organised crime. He could afford it. (laughs) Point taken. Morning campers. Colin. Anything happening? I'm heading for Outpost 18 later if you'd like to join me. They're due a six-monthly security review. 
A security review, eh? Oh, be still my beating heart. I'll pass, thanks. No, Colin, you won't. Go with Alice. Why can't Paul do it? Because I'm your chief superintendent and I'm telling you. Oh, I love it when you're all bossy. That behavioural awareness course you went on still hasn't kicked in, has it? I'm totally aware of my behaviour. I'm cheeky, unlovable, and only ever so slightly inappropriate. You think? Kenzie, we're going to Earth. French Guiana. There's been a murder at Kourou Spaceport. Oh, right. What's the story, boss? Uh, Later. I don't know much myself yet. And Kenzie and I need to be on our way. Let's go. Uh, Davis, you're in charge. I'll send you an update en route. Kushti. We investigate murders on Earth. Not usually, but under the treaty that set up the Star Cops, we've got jurisdiction in all groundside spaceports. I see. Now, I'm in charge, eh? Right. Fancy making a cup of tea for your acting boss? <laughs> mm, not much. <laughs> it's worth a try. and I'm still not comfortable in zero-G. Anyway, uh, the pilot says he should be able to cut the journey time and we'll land in three hours. Oh, that helps. So, what do we know so far? The victim is uh, Professor Olivier Devereux. You heard of him? I think so. I can't quite place the name. French. He is, or <laughs> he was, a neuroscientist. And a damn good one. He had a research laboratory on the moon where he developed groundbreaking treatments for neurological disorders. And he needed to be on the moon for that? Apparently, he discovered a way of using low gravity to relieve conditions associated with blood flow. He conducted operations in the Asadi wing of the moon base hospital. Well, for those who could afford it. Including about three months ago, one very lucky diplomat. That's where I've heard of him. There was an international conference on the Charles de Gaulle. The Chinese ambassador suffered a stroke. A severe one. She likely would have died if it had not been for Devereux. He operated using those new techniques of his and not only saved her life, she made a full recovery. Like you say, lucky. Oh, luckier than Devereux turned out to be. At some point last evening, somebody caved his skull in. Inside the spaceport? He split his time between the moon and a laboratory at Kourou. He arrived there yesterday, late. He's on security footage entering his lab just after nine. And the camera didn't pick up the killer? Shortly after Devereux arrived, someone, presumably Devereux's murderer, disabled the camera network. Disabling a security net wouldn't be easy. I've told Spaceport Security to find out how it was done. Now, when we arrive, we're going to be busy. You should get some shutter if you can. Mm, I might do that. I'll contact the office and fill Devis in. And I've got a job for him. Sounds like a right who done it. Well, hopefully forensics will give us something to go on. In the meantime, I need you to do something. Get yourself over to Devro's outpost. It's out by Maricognitum. No problem, I'll get straight. Hello. What the... Is this the Star Cop's office? It is. And you don't just come swanning in here without knocking. Who are you? Sophie Gibson. I'm with Luna Logistics. Got a delivery for you, stationery. Can I put it somewhere? Oh yeah, you can put it somewhere, all right. It's all right, Colin. I can deal with this. You get on with your call. Let me sign for that. Thanks. Colin! 
Sorry, office delivery. Anyway, yeah, you want me to check out Devro's place? See if there's anything there that might give us a steer as to why somebody might want to kill him. Let me know how you get on. Spring out. Screen off. Did he say someone had been killed? You've got big ears. Your job's a bit more exciting than delivering stationery and stuff, isn't it? Sometimes. you not got somewhere else you should be delivering to. Um, uh, uh, Sally something, wasn't it? Sophie. Sophie Gibson. And your... Davis, yeah? You can read, too. Colin. Look, love, we're busy. OK. OK. I'm going. Nice to meet you, Sophie. Bye. Hello. Hi. That wasn't very polite. Yeah, well, I haven't had me porridge. And you're like the original grumpy daddy bear when you haven't, aren't you, Colin? Morning, Paul. You're just in time. And time for what? To hold the fort while Alice and me had out to some murder victim's piano loon. The scene of the crime. We're okay to move around? The locals carry out a full forensic sweep. Prints, genotype swabs, the lot. Uh, we can touch what we like. Uh, they couldn't quite get rid of the bloodstains, could they? It must have been one hell of a mess. We'll soon know. They scanned the body before they removed it and left emitters in place for us. I'll switch them on. Well, just like magic, Olivier Devereaux is back in the room. Oh. Sometimes the CGI replicas these things produce are too realistic. You were right, though. Quite a mess. Blunt trauma to the front and... And back of the skull. Several blows up. I'd say he took the first one to the front. That sent him to the ground, face down. And the killer gave him a few more to make sure. We could do with recruiting another medical specialist for this kind of thing. For the immediate take. That's what Priya was so good at. Oh, with luck she might change her mind and come back. No chance, mate. I spoke to her last week. She's happy where she is. Close to her family, on hand to care for her mother, and, as she put it, quote, breathing actual air and walking on actual ground. You two keep in touch. Mainly so we can talk about you behind your back. Hmm. Anyway, back to the job in hand. Let's start with... Hello. Look at this. What is it? Some kind of sculpture? Well, it's not much of anything anymore. It's been flattened, bashed in. Could that be the murder weapon? It would be covered in blood if it was. It's odd, though. Looks like some kind of wireframe model. The circuitry inside, too, though it's also smashed. It's wired up to this computer terminal by these magnetic connectors. You can make out the original form. It was head-shaped. What? Oh, yeah. Yes, a wireframe head. This gets stranger by the minute. Why is it that a killer breaks Devro's skull and also breaks this model head? Assuming that it was the killer's work. Box. Yes, Nathan? I need access to the computer systems in this room, starting with files and folders authored by one Professor Olivier Devro. The systems are on the ESL network, to which I have access. Excellent. Everything you can find is projects, associates, communications. 
With those criteria, it may take some time. Highlights would do to begin with. Even so, you may want to take a seat. <sighs> there are times I'd appreciate it if you displayed a little less personality. It is a version of your own personality. <laughs> Don't remind me. Now get on with it. Yes, Nathan. And you can get that grin off your face. It's like listening to you speaking to your conscience. Nathan. Go ahead, Box. Folders in the professor's personal drive include those named messages, funding and schedule. There is also a secure partition which is named Mother E. Mother E? You don't think that could mean Mother Earth? Uh, it's a possible interpretation. We have a murder on our hands and Mother Earth did kill people. Well, that was villains using Mother Earth as a front and they're behind bars. Oh, still. Boggs, how secure is that partition? Can you get in? It has triple level encryption. I would require a physical connection with the interface. What about using those connectors on the wireframe? Yeah, let's try. Over to you, Box. Level one, level two, level, 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 level. Box. Level three, access. There is, there is, there is, there is an algorithm interfacing with, 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 with my operating system, corrupt, corrupt, corrupting. You should disconnect him. Agreed. Box? Box, respond. It sounded like Box triggered some hostile programming. A virus or similar, perhaps. Box, respond. Not hostile. Quite the reverse. Box? Where? Where am I? Why? Why am I in dark? Is that Box? It's your voice, but... It's using Box's voice synthesis, but I don't think it's Box. Who are you? Who are we speaking to? I am... I... I am... Olivier Devereaux. Professor Devereaux? Not far now. Good. Is that bugger following us? What? There's another moon rover out there off to the left. Why would you think it's following us? I saw one earlier, not long after we left Moonbase. If that's the same one... I don't know about that. What I do know is Devro's outpost is dead ahead. Well, that moon rover's probably nothing. Let's get inside for a mooch. What do you mean, you're Professor Devro? I... I am... facsimile. Of myself, my, my memories, skills, experience. Facsimile. You're a copy. Exact copy. Are you talking about artificial intelligence? More than, more than that. But don't understand why. Why can't I? I see. Am I? Am I not in the interface? Interface. Do you think he means the wireframe head? Wireframe, yes. The interface. The wireframe? The head was damaged, destroyed. By... by whom? Why? We'd like to know the answer to that ourselves. Did you notice? His speech is getting better. I am... I'm unused to this interface. Have to adjust. Apologies. <laughs> Polite, too. 
The interface you're using is called Box. It's a multifunction system with user personality programming, including my voice pattern. Why am I in this device? We connected Box to your computer. It seems he tripped a program in there. Something inside an encrypted partition with the title Mother E. Care to explain that? It wouldn't have anything to do with the activist group Mother Earth. Emphatically, no. It is a simplistic anagram title for my artificial intelligence program. Mother E stands for Other Me. Other Me. Simplistic is right. You have not said who you are. We're police. ISPF. Star cops. Why do police want, want access to my records? Look, I'm not in the habit of explaining myself to a computer as clever as its operating system may be. I am not a computer. I am truly Olivier Devereux. The essence of my memories and experiences. I have merged, merged neuroscience with computer science to scan and replicate my brain model. That's incredible. Big finish for the love of stories.